Uh, well, thank you and welcome and thanks for uh, putting up with uh, the end of the day here as our last session rolls here. Um, this is kind of a side interest of mine. I am working with another um, woman on this, Nancy Grist, who um, actually worked for the company when the family was still um, involved in Yellowstone. And so um, she's pulled me along into this as well and we're kind of putting this together a little bit. Um, together. She's not with us here today. But I have uh, kind of a, a hero to start my story here is Harry Child. And he came to Montana with uh, one of his buddies from San Francisco, Edmund Bach. And they both showed up in Yellowstone together. I'm not sorry, not to Yellowstone, but to Helena um, together in the 1870s um, as brash young men in their early 20s. Um, to capitalize on all that was happening in Montana in the early time period there. So my hero, Harry Child there, one of those two. And they came to visit Harry's uncle, um, W.C. Child, or William C. Child, who was already in Helena and was one of the owners of um, the Gregory Mine in the very early years um, here in Helena. And this features back into it a little bit later. Uh, but they both got in involved in some of these really early mining camps and a few of their exploits, especially on the athletic field, come up in local newspapers. Um, here's one I found that says, Harry Child, while being a good breaker, lacks the length of legs necessary in a good runner. So there's actually several references to both Harry and um, Edmund Bach being in these foot races. One of them actually was a foot race in the snow, and they're talking about how um, the, the race lasted longer than the beer did, the big beer <laughs> I had there. Um, Bach ended up taking a different path, not really going into mining, but uh, supplying the miners, so he ended up opening um, stores both in Gregory, Wicks, Montana, and also ultimately in Helena. So he went the more mercantile route, um, providing for the miners themselves. And then we have a couple other people coming into our story here as well three sisters who are also coming into Helena right about the same time. Um, Annie, actually, um, these girls all grew up in Wisconsin, and Annie was introduced into society in Washington, D.C., and that's where she met her husband-to-be who brought her to Montana. And soon after, her two sisters followed her, Mariah Dean and Adelaide Dean. And Adelaide is the heroine of my story here, and these three sisters ended up coming into Montana, Adelaide, to visit her sister Annie, who had married and moved to Helena, and Adelaide very soon um, got the attention of Harry Child, and they began courting, and one of the family stories is uh, when they courted, they enjoyed walking up Last Chance Gulch um, to the fire tower in Helena, so a big part of that uh, family history there. Um, Harry became a manager of the Gregory Mine and also the Gloucester Mine, uh, so two mines outside of Montana that he began managing. And one of the very colorful stories in their early history um, was when miners actually, um, when Harry was managing this mine at Gregory um, over the winter, he was anticipating that the railroad would be completed and so he kept men working in the mines and apparently they weren't being paid. And so um, it was Harry Child, Edmund Bach, and Albert Seligman. At this point, um, his uh, uncle, Jesse Seligman, owned the Gregory Mine. 
Um, these three men actually went to the mine to try to sue the, the miners' uh, problems with their wages, and they were kidnapped and being held until their wages were paid to them, and Harry and Edmund Bach um, talked themselves out of being held captive and were able to ride back to Helena, and Samuel Hauser um, actually negotiated with Jesse to get the money to um, release the miners, and Harry Child rode back in a wagon um, with the money, uh, expecting to be uh, waylaid, and in fact there were a couple parties out waiting for him, but he took a back road and got, with the mo got back with the money for the miners. Um, Harry also um, ended up um, owning one of the fashionable homes in this neighborhood right next to Samuel Hauser and um, Albert Seligman, who also figure into the story. Um, Harry's child, Harry Child's house um, was featured in one of the early um, Helena trade reports, and that's one of the dowagers that's still standing in the Madison Avenue area in Helena. He also um, joined to this apartment building that was a big landmark in uh, Helena for many years, uh, known as Orofino Terrace. Um, this structure no longer stands, it burned down ultimately. And Harry also got very involved very early in owning property um, south of Helena in the area around Tostin, Montana. So he shows up uh, by 1880s or so owning property outside of there. Um, this is the man who actually brought uh, Annie um, Dean to uh, Montana, Silas Huntley. And Silas Huntley had come up the steamers to Fort Benton uh, to be with his cousin who was building roads here in Montana and working on the Overland Trail. And they began running stage uh, services out between Helen and Fort Benton. Um, but by the time Annie uh, came to Montana, um, Silas Huntley and P.B. Clark actually had um, the Riverside Stock Farm and they were um, doing some um, uh, raising of horses and selling of horses um, both for draft and for freight and also for racing horses and this is one of the woodcuts of their Riverside Stock Farm in the Tostin, Montana area. A couple of the uh, horses there that were um, belonging to Silas Huntley's, uh, this is after Silas had died and Annie still had the horses and one of the men who started working for Silas and ended up um, working for Harry Child a little bit later. Um, but there's a little bit of horse racing going on here with all of these gentlemen. Um, Silas Huntley's having owning race horses. Harry Child and Edmund Bach also got into that race horses. Um, Harry went on to actually start building some smelters around Montana as well, um, not just managing. In fact, the Gregory Mine closed very soon after um, that incident with the kidnapping. The Seligmans decided to close the mine. And Harry went up to Great Falls and began building a silver smelter there. Um, it was the delicate hand of Adelaide that threw the switch that actually got the uh, equipment running there, and this was their elegant home that was built at the smelter. Um, one of the families, um, this was at the Giant Springs outside of uh, Great Falls, and um, one of the family stories is that someone visiting them actually planted some water crests um, right near the springs, which really upset Adelaide. 
um, that she was afraid it would take over and uh, change that area there. So uh, that is something that's gone. But right after that um, smelter was built, um, they started a practice of going to San Diego, California for the winter and would stay at the uh, known uh, Hotel Del Coronado there in the winter time. So they started that practice, which they continued for the rest of their lives. Um, turned out that Harry would come back to Montana and build another uh, smelter at Boulder. But very soon he was to become involved in Yellowstone. And I think a lot of these things that happened before Yellowstone kind of set the scene for him um, becoming more active in Yellowstone. And it was Silas Huntley actually who um, started this because of his background with running freight in Montana and the horses and all of his work with um, raising horses and selling horses, um, that he's the one who really kind of got this rolling with becoming involved in the transportation company in Yellowstone. And he brought along with him Harry Child and Edmund Bach, and the three of them um, pooled resources and by 1893 um, were actually becoming um, the operators of the hotel, uh, I'm sorry, not the hotel, but the transportation uh, company in Yellowstone Park. Um, Silas Huntley would remain um, in Yellowstone. He himself and Annie um, would come to the park for the summers, and they became then the Yellowstone Park Transportation Company. Um, Harry Child became involved a little bit later, but Silas was the one um, very much involved and occupied the house that had been built at Mammoth Hot Springs by the previous um, transportation operator, George Wakefield, and that's a house that stands uh, still today. And thank you, Lee Whittlesey, for finding out it's the uh, oldest building still in operation in Yellowstone and is still a concession-operated home there. Um, but when he was nine years old, Harry Child's son, Huntley, um, used to come spend his uh, summers um, with Silas and Annie Huntley, and like his father, he enjoyed a lot of the sports um, like fishing. <laughs> and Harry is in this photo here. Uh, Harry is that gentleman right there is Harry um, with a display of fish there on Yellowstone Lake. But apparently one year Huntley actually won the fishing championship in Yellowstone when he was a young man. And he would go on in his teens to actually start working for Hiram Chittenden. And there are several stories about um, Hiram Chittenden um, dropping him off in the morning and coming back to pick him up at night. He was still a teenager, but he was out on the road cruise um, working with the guys. This is Huntley Child, uh, Harry's um, son. And then Harry ultimately um, got involved in the transportation company. His name starts appearing in some of the uh, making decisions and on the board of the uh, company. But in 1901, they also picked up not just the transportation company, but the hotel company, and actually purchased the Yellowstone Park Association from Charles Gibson, who had been operating it at the time, and they started becoming involved in the hotel company. And this is where Harry starts making his personal mark in Yellowstone, because the same year that happened, Silas Huntley died at Mammoth Hot Springs. And so Harry, having already been involved a little bit in transportation, um, suddenly gets very involved in um, hotels and building new hotels in Yellowstone. And Robert Reamer 
um, was the architect who Harry Child um, hired to come to Yellowstone, met him in San Diego. It was while he was there over the winter that he saw some of Robert Reamer's work, was planning to build a new first-class hotel for the Old Faithful area, which would end up being our beloved Old Faithful Inn. And Harry Child was the one who met Reamer, who hired him, and also um, got the financial support of the Northern Pacific Railroad to build um, what we know today as our Old Faithful Inn. So Harry Child, a big part in having that happen. While they were planning the Old Faithful Inn, um, we had a visit to Yellowstone from uh, President Theodore Roosevelt, and it was um, Harry who escorted him down to Old Faithful on the horse-drawn sleigh and actually drove the sleigh as they went into the park. Um, I've also found a letter between, um, well now I don't remember who the letter's between, but it's referencing Harry Child. Uh, it's from Re uh, Harry Child talking about how President Theodore Roosevelt saw the plans for the new hotel at Old Faithful and what we're doing at Lake Hotel, and he was very complimentary about what we're doing in the park. Um, so actually Harry Child and Theodore Roosevelt became friends. And at the same time Robert Reamer was building the Old Faithful Inn, he also doubled the size of the Lake Yellowstone Hotel. As one early author or one recent author um, referred to Lake Yellowstone Hotel from plain to fancy, um, taking it from its 1890, uh, 1891 look on the left there to a little bit more as we know it today. And then very soon after this, Harry Child continues his ranching um, because he's still operating the transportation company in Yellowstone and has to find a place to winter horses. And in many of the early years when Silas Huntley was operating um, the transportation company, they wintered horses in Paradise Valley and even farther away um, east of Livingston. But ultimately, Harry Child got involved with Charles Anthony um, and began... Um, gathering land which ultimately became the Flying D um, ranch. So now we're talking about land between US 191 and US 87 um, and this is the Flying D ranch and the cattle that they would eventually raise and the family um, constructed um, the house at Spanish Creek which still stands there today. Um, that piece of the property ended up staying in the family for much longer Here's Harry and Charles Anthony with one of their prize uh, cattle that they're showing here. So they became involved in that. And Robert Reamer also built a home at Mammoth Hot Springs for Harry Child and his family, sometimes referred to as the Executive House. And it was a house designed for entertaining. Um, because Harry Child, as the president of the hotel company, um, was hosting dignitaries and often in their elegant home there at Mammoth Hot Springs. But he maintained a home in Helena as well, um, and they would travel to Helena between Helena and Yellowstone during the summers as they conducted business. And so Harry Child was also here um, driving there as he's sitting next to President Theodore Roosevelt in one of his visits to Helena in 1911. So continuing that friendship as well. Um, in anticipation of building a new hotel in Yellowstone, or I should say expanding the hotel in Yellowstone at the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone, Harry Child um, took Robert Reamer, his architect, to Europe to look at some of the architecture um, there and ended up coming up with what we know as the Canyon Hotel. 
And original Canyon Hotel from 1890 is right here. It actually ended up being incorporated into what would become the Canyon Hotel. So again, this is Harry Child behind getting all the money. Um, Adelaide, often very involved in the decorating of the hotel. She worked with Reamer a lot in picking out furniture and furnishings for all these early hotels. Um, they also began using the symbol uh, for the Yellowstone Hotel Company very early, um, using one of the bears that was photographed at the dump at the Fountain Hotel and incorporating it into an image that many of you know from Yellowstone that's still a little bit in use around the park, what we refer to as the target bear used by the hotel concessioner. I found this lovely piece of stationery where the transition is happening between the Yellowstone Park Association and Harry now naming it the Yellowstone Hotel Company and transitioning with the stationery. And we have another transition happening in this photograph. Look at this for just a minute and what's going on here. Got a stagecoach in the water and look behind it. An automobile. We're transitioning from stagecoaches to automobiles here. Private automobiles permitted into Yellowstone in 1915. And in 1916, um, Frank Haynes's Monida and Yellowstone Stage Company um, and Harry Child and Huntley Child ended up joining to uh, form the Cody Sylvan Pass Motor Company. And they began bringing automobiles in in 1916 from the east entrance. And the following year, Harry Child uh, made a deal with um, White, of the president of White Motor Company in Cleveland, to actually um, provide the park with uh, motorized vehicles. And here are many of them pictured outside of um, the garage in Gardner. So this was the deal Harry made, ultimately bringing all that motorization. Um, he got the exclusive contract um, to provide the transportation in the park after that 1917. Um, he also became involved in ranching near the Helena area with the Green Meadows Ranch. And tr uh, architect Robert Reamer would draw the plans for these structures as well. The barn is no longer standing, but there are several of the other buildings that Reamer designed still at the Green Meadows um, property uh, north of Helena proper. And in 1931, um, Harry Child passed away. Adelaide would remain uh, active in the hotel company uh, for the rest of her life as well. And I like to think about what are the legacies that these two people left behind. I think a lot of what they did before they came to Yellowstone prepared them for Yellowstone. They had a lot to do with the building of early Yellowstone, but I just found a few things that we can look at today um, that kind of look at um, what it is these people left behind. Uh, my partner here is talking about um, blazes for trails, and these people very much were trailblazers, um, getting a lot of things going for us that we still enjoy today. Um, Adelaide Child is the actual one who um, paid for and commissioned the stone for Maddie Culver's grave. If you've been in Yellowstone, this is a grave that is at the uh, Firehole Picnic area. Um, which is still there, was the wife of one of the winter keepers who um, passed away in the winter. And her grave is something that Adelaide um, helped fund. Also for the, the land and uh, money to build the Gardner Community Church was a part of what the family did. 
Um, the, this is furniture that is still in the Old Faithful Inn. We're still using furniture from 1904 to 1911 that Adelaide had a hand in picking out. This was shipped um, by train from um, Grand Rapids, Michigan from the Charles P. Limbert Company, so we're still using that. Um, the lovely house that they used to entertain at Mammoth Hot Springs is still there today and contains many lovely architectural elements and is a beautiful house made for entertaining. And I've been entertained there myself a couple of times, so that's lovely. Um, it was Adelaide and Robert Reamer, after Harry's death, who corresponded about the map in the map room at Mammoth Hot Springs Hotel, if you're familiar with that space. Um, they decided to make a map of the United States made with about 18 different types of wood. Um, this is actually a piece of the, um, their plan, um, a mock-up, if you will, that was done in Reamer's office, in uh, Robert Reamer's office in uh, Seattle. Um, they were actually in planned, instead of using the state names, to use the state flags. Um, they ended up not doing that, but that's uh, one of the pieces that has been in the family for a lot of years. Um, when we visit the Lake Yellowstone Hotel and the Old Faithful Inn, I think um, we owe what they look like today to Harry and Adelaide and what they did in helping develop the park. Unfortunately, we lost the Canyon Hotel in a fire in 1960, August 8th of 1960. Canyon Hotel was being demolished at the time the building burned, um, but the architectural legacy is still in the park today. Um, this is a picture I took earlier this summer at the new lodges that are opening up at Canyon, and the architecture is very much uh, owes its look to the Canyon Hotel. And the Old Faithful Visitor Education Center, uh, very much a nod in its architecture to the Old Faithful Inn. So those architectural legacies still running there. Um, we still see the white name applying uh, the roads of Yellowstone as well. Um, when you take a ride in one of these that still operate, we have eight of these operating, and you can take tours in these in Yellowstone Park. And that was something that Harry would have started negotiating in his time period. Um, in Gardner, the garage that Robert Reamer built for Harry Child's own personal vehicles um, still stands, and the Yellowstone Association has recently remodeled it for their offices. They call it the Arch House today in Gardner. Um, if you visit the Lake Hotel and its presidential suite, um, some people think the presidential suite has something to do with the U.S. presidents. It is, in fact, the part of the building that was constructed for Harry Child, the president of the hotel company. And his granddaughters have told um, some of us over history that they always stayed at the other end of the hotel, that Harry got the uh, suite and uh, the grandchildren stayed at the other end of the hotel there. <laughs> Uh, if you happen to go to um, Ted's, um, you can order uh, Karen's Flying D Bison Chili right there. So love to see that Flying D name. And this is uh, the ranch that Ted Turner purchased in um, 1989 is the Flying D Ranch, much of the land that Harry Child and Charles Anthony had um, gotten together there. Um, Mariah Dean um, was a doctor in Helena for many years and was one of the pioneers uh, working with women and children and also on the Helena Board of Health. And she has a wing that is dedicated to her there in Helena. Uh, Annie Huntley, Annie Dean Huntley, um, would go on to marry 
After Silas Huntley's um, death, she married S.B.M. Young, and they had a lovely home in Helena that still stands as one of the National Historic Sites, or National Historic Register homes in the Helena area. Um, they were involved, the sisters, in um, providing uh, money for the, from, through the Unitarian Society for um, what would become now the Grand Street Theater in Helena, um, given in honor of their mother. And like um, I was introduced, this story has been told in a lot of different ways, uh, little pieces of the story. Um, what my uh, co-conspirator and I are trying to do are trying to capture some of the personal stories and some of the family things. A lot of this has been written in a lot of different ways, but we're trying to put um, some of the personal stories together because um, this was a long family dynasty from 1901 basically until 1965. Different members of the family um, were operating the hotel company and had that concession for many, many years. So I think these two people are a little bit personal heroes for me since I uh, continue to work for the hotel company in Yellowstone and like to share a little bit of um, what they did to help build Yellowstone. So thank you very much. <laughs>